Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The government has confirmed that there are alien life forms, and scientists are saying that we have now entered global boiling. So let's talk about musical theater. Oh my god, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Oh my god, guys. Jake has a podcast. I can't believe Jake has a podcast. Oh my god, What's up, everybody? My name is Jake Workman, and this is Oh My Pod, You Guys, a musical theater and pop culture podcast. You guys, this episode is a little different, and I am so excited to be able to share it with you. I had the opportunity to speak to the executive artistic director of an organization called Only Make Believe, Miss Tamala Aldridge. And you guys, Tamala is doing incredible, incredible work for children across the United States. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear our interview. But first, of course, we're going to talk about this week's Broadway World Recap Mama. First, you guys, we have to talk about Theater for a New Audience announcing their upcoming season. Their 2023-2024 season includes Prometheus, Firebringer, Waiting for Godot, Public Obscenities, and Macbeth and Undoing. And you guys... Waiting for Godot is going to star Michael Shannon and Paul Sparks. So I am beyond excited to see this show. It's absolutely hilarious. And these actors are incredible. So I cannot wait to catch these at Theater for a New Audience. And if you're not familiar, Theater for a New Audience is an award-winning off-Broadway theater company committed to developing and vitalizing the performance and study of Shakespeare and classic drama. And they're based in Brooklyn and they just create some incredible works. So if you're in New York, I highly encourage you to check out their season. Next, you guys, it was just announced that Isabel McCullough is going to take over the role of Maisie in Broadway's Shucked, starting on September 8th. Caroline Innerbickler, who originated the role, is going to depart the show on September 3rd after having done it for quite some time. So congratulations to Caroline on a fabulous run, and congratulations to Isabel on the opportunity to take over. You guys, I'm saying it now, I'm calling it, I think Isabel McCullough is a sleeper hit. I think she is going to blossom into a star in the very near future. She just played the lead role of Meg in Hercules at the Paper Mill Playhouse. She just was working on the new Water for Elephants musical at the Alliance Theater. She is turning it out and now she gets to try her hand in the Broadway company of Shucked. I am just so thrilled for her and I cannot wait to see where she goes. Next, you guys, it was just announced that with only a week's notice, Broadway's New York, New York will close this weekend. 
This one comes as a bit of a surprise to me, based on the Tony Awards buzz and all of the people attached to the show, but it's gotta be an extremely expensive show to run. It has huge scenic elements, tons of costumes, so I understand from that point, but it's so disappointing that the cast and crew only had a week's notice that their show was gonna close, not giving them enough time to really figure out what's next for them, and coming off of such a high with all of the Tony Award buzz. So my heart goes out to everybody involved, and congratulations on a beautiful show. And while one show comes to an end, another is going to be in development at the Paper Mill Playhouse. It was just announced that Jeremy Jordan and Ava Noblezada are going to star in The Great Gatsby, and I am so excited about this one. I think Eva Noblezada has one of the most incredible voices on Broadway right now, and the idea of her taking on this fantastic classic role in this classic work is just so exciting to me. She's obviously departing Hades Town, um, and if you haven't seen her in that, I highly recommend running to the Walter Kerr to catch her in one of her final performances as Eurydice. But I so look forward to seeing her play Miss Daisy Buchanan. And she'll be playing opposite Jeremy Jordan as Jay Gatsby, who also has one of the most incredible singing voices. So I cannot wait to see this show. It's going to run from October 12th to November 12th. So catch me in New Jersey in the fall, honey. Next, you guys, we have to talk about two new Broadway shows officially opening this week. The new comedy, The Cottage, starring friend of the pod, Miss Laura Bell Bundy, opened at the Hayes Theater this week to rave reviews. You guys, this play looks absolutely hilarious. It also stars Eric McCormick, Lily Cooper, Alex Moffat. Like, you guys, this cast is stacked. I cannot wait to see it. And the other new show that just opened on Broadway, which I am dying to see, is the one and only Back to the Future, the musical, playing at the Winter Garden Theater. I have so many friends in this show, and for most of them, this is their first original company on Broadway, so I am just so excited for them, and I have heard nothing but incredible things about the show, specifically the spectacle, the DeLorean, all of it. So I cannot wait to go to the Winter Garden and see this. I've actually never seen a show in the Winter Garden Theater, so what a first time! But happy opening to both of these shows. It always makes me so excited to see so many artists get to do their work. Yay, theater! And lastly, you guys, it was just announced that Golden Globe and SAG Award winner Miss Sarah Paulson is returning to Broadway. She is going to be starring in Second Stage's production of Appropriate by Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, and I am over the moon. I have been such an admirer of Sarah Paulson's work for so long, and I've not been able to catch her on stage yet, so this will be my first opportunity to see her on Broadway, and I'm thrilled. Her last performance on Broadway was in Collected Stories in 2010, so it's been quite some time since she has been on the boards, and the entire Broadway community is so excited to welcome her back. And you guys, this has been the Broadway World Recap. Oh my pod, you guys, I am so excited to welcome my next guest on the show. She is an actor and a creative, a mother, and she is now the executive artistic director of an incredible organization called Only Make Believe. It's Tamala Aldridge. Oh, Hi, Tamala. Thank you. I'm actually thrilled to be with you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to hear about your organization and the amazing work that you do. Please tell me, how did you get started with Only Make Believe? So I got started with Only Make Believe in 2008 when I lived in New York City. 
I was one of the actors, and Only Make Believe has a team of three professional actors who go into hospitals, care facilities, and special education programs, and we perform interactive theater for the children there. So these are children who normally don't get the opportunity to go to theater. We bring theater to them. Right. So I was one of the actors, and um, then life happened, and I needed to move to Washington, D.C., Life being, I got married and got pregnant, mm-hmm. and my husband lived in D.C., and um, the organization was looking to do its first expansion branch here in D.C. So I was actually kind of freaking out, losing my mind a little bit, because I'm like, I'm leaving New York. I don't know anybody in D.C., you know, except for my husband. So I thought this would be a great creative outlet for me in the last trimester of my pregnancy to help Only Make Believe launch the D.C. branch. And um, that was the plan then. And then now you fast forward 11 years later, and I am the executive artistic director of the entire organization. Yes. And how incredible that you as, you know, started out as a professional actor and clearly had the draw to to work with an organization like this who is doing such good um, for these children. But to get to try your hand at being the leader, that's so incredible. It's, it's, you know, it has been an unexpected journey. You know, I, I, I could never foresee this for myself. But I also do think that becoming a mother really helped inform that journey. Because I love the work that we did mm-hmm. with Only Make Believe. You know, I just... Going into hospitals and performing with kids who you're just giving them an opportunity to be a kid. They're not thinking about their medical condition or their disability. They're just being kids, having fun, you know, empowering their own voice, right? Right. And I love that. But I think when I became a mother, it resonated with me differently Mm -hmm. about how important the work that we were doing with Only Make Believe was in the lives of these children. And it just made me, that's why I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I must say, I was so excited to get to talk to you because um, as a performer myself, there have been many times when I have hoped and and wanted to be able to use my art to affect actual, like more tangible change, like what you're doing. Um, And my mother, who you know, has always supported my experience and my career in the arts. She works at one of the largest health organizations in the world, the Mayo Clinic. And so getting to, you know, learn from each other about our respective fields and how they can coincide and how we can work together to integrate the arts into healthcare is really amazing. And um, it's something that I don't think people necessarily think of when they think about you know, healthcare reform and, and the world of the arts, but they, they go hand in hand. And I think that's very obvious in the work that you're doing. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we, we say it all time, all the time, how art transcends space, right? Yes. But you really get to witness that in a real life situation, not some, you know, going to a theater in the, in the dark, suspending your disbelief, you know, this is in real time in a waiting room in a hospital mm-hmm. uh, or a playroom in a hospital. And seeing not only these kids and the, the medical challenges they're facing, but also their families. And so much of their day-to-day 
is, is dictated by their condition. Right. They're being told what they have to do, where they have to be, what they can eat, what they can't eat. You know, so this 30 to 45 minutes of interactive play with only make-believe, it, it gives them the power of choice of what they want to do. Some kids don't want to become a star of the show, and it's fine if you just want to sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. But for those children who, you know, instinctually, they just want to jump up and join in the fun, they have the opportunity to do that. And whatever you offer is more than enough. Wow. That's so it's amazing and inspiring. So tell me, how um, how does it work when you um, when someone asks you guys to come to their facility? How many times... Do you do that? Like, how, is it like a weekly thing? Is it like a one-time experience? So right now we're we have four plays that we perform, interactive plays that we perform. So it's over a, a month. So we come once a week hmm. for a month, and we have four different narratives in which the kids play an integral part in, in telling the story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we bring our actors bring this amazing hand painted trunk that's full of costumes that our volunteers have made for the children. So these costumes serve, for me, two purposes. The first purpose is while we're there, they can dress up in the costume, and especially in the hospitals, they're no longer aware of their hospital gown. Or if they're a young person who is uh, having chemo treatments and perhaps they've experienced hair loss, they're no longer so self-conscious about that issue because they're wearing this wonderful crown yeah. that a volunteer has created for them. Or one time we had a hat and they had made it Rapunzel hair with this yarn going down. It's, it's just beautiful. And it really is transformative for them. So with the, the action and the, the storytelling, we're engaging their imagination, but these costumes really make it transformative in a physical sense for them too yeah and then they get to keep the costumes which i think is very important because we know these young people are going to have challenges down the road right Mm -hmm. and for me on a day that may be a struggle for you perhaps you put on that rapunzel headwear Mm -hmm. and remind you of how you felt and your experience uh, playing with only make believe, and that gives you the the oomph, the strength, the endurance, the fortitude, whatever you want to call it, you need to get over that hurdle wow. for that day. Oh, I love so it. So, yeah, I love that we can leave that with them, and they can take as much as they want. You can do a a, 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 a hat, a mask. Uh, we have volunteers who sew, who make these beautiful capes. So wow. it's it's whatever you want. Get it, and we leave that with you so you can remember that the fun you had in the imaginative experience, but you can also remember the feelings that that experience created in you about what you know about yourself and who you know yourself to be or you're becoming. That's fantastic. Well, I was able to um, take a look at your beautiful roster of of performers who work for you. How do um, performers come into the realm of only make-believe? Well, once a year, we hold auditions in New York and Washington, D.C. for professional actors. And I mean, I auditioned and and got elected. So 
Um, and it's actually, you know, for a professional actor, what I loved about it is because we have a, a roster, we have a very robust roster, you know, I, we want our actors to be pursuing their dreams of being professional actors, but also know that they have a very specific skill set mm-hmm. that can really engage um, on a very simple level with a young person. So it, we, we allow them the, you know, the freedom to, if, when they have availability, let us know. And we'll plug you in and you'll go out into the field. If you book a, a, a TV part or a film part or a regional theater and you have to be gone, just let us know. We'll take you off the roster. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really loved about it when I was an actor. Right. And I think it also provides them such a wonderful opportunity to really hone some of your artistic skills where, you know, you never know when you're going to get that audition where they're going to ask you for a certain dialect. Right. In an Omen B show, you can create whatever kind of character you want to create. You can give it the British, you know, accent or a Caribbean <laughs> accent or an African accent or they they uh, speak another language so maybe there's a couple of words that you'll say in another language you know, we give you the opportunity as an actor to constantly hone those skills and your improvisational skills which are right. so important Absolutely. because you don't know what you're going to get from the children right mm-hmm. so it keeps the actors alert and in the moment and it really is about training that muscle keeping that muscle firm and solid. And it benefits you not only professionally, but personally. Because also as an actor in New York, I didn't have lots of money. Let's just be honest. Right. A lot of different organizations I would love to support. I, I just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I felt that this was a way for me to use my natural skills in giving back to, to young people and pouring into them like my theater teachers poured into me or my family poured into me. Yes. Being able to do that just for that small amount of time, you know, it's great for us. It's life-changing for these children. Absolutely. And I, I can say from personal experience that working with and for children is such, I mean, it's, it's, soul filling but it's also so informative it, it truly i mean like the the famous quote there's truth in wine and children it's like there is they are not going to lie to you they they are honed in and, and paying attention to what you're doing so um being on your toes like you said and, and honing that sort of improvisational skill is i'm sure just so thrilling to in getting yes. to work with these children so then um what what is the next step for you guys in terms of scale? How, how do you get this, you know, into regions all across the country? Well, what I will say is that prior to the pandemic, we were in the New York metro area and the Washington, D.C. metro area. And between those two cities, we had about 65 partner facilities, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, once the pandemic happened, all in person performances stopped. So we use that as an opportunity to develop virtual programming. And that virtual programming has since become our expansion program to where now we're in 11 different pediatric hospitals all over the country. Wow. And that's what we're looking at doing. That's how we're going to do our expansion. So we're in Dallas, 
uh, Orlando, Boston, St. Louis. Um, I know I'm forgetting someone. Atlanta. I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm forgetting that. But it and it just kind of because they needed these these pediatric hospitals still needed content and engagement for the patients who were in the hospitals during that time. And we'd always been about live theatrical performances, but we just bought some green screens, sent them to our actors, retooled our scripts, came up with some wonderful visual images to to support the narrative, uh, figured out how to work this thing called Zoom, because nobody really knew about (laughs) Zoom (laughs) prior to the pandemic, and how do you use it with sound cues, and then add a Q-Lab, and, you know, it's, it's really become... What we call now, we have expansion sites, and we we could have never dreamt of that three years ago. Wow. Well, that is just fantastic. Congratulations to you, Tamala, as, you know, the executive artistic director, but to all of you, because the work that you're doing is so beautiful and important, and I'm just so thrilled to get to to highlight it here. I I can't wait for everyone to hear your story and to, um, to have the opportunity to help support you guys how other than you know um friends of mine who i will absolutely be recommending um to audition for you guys and everything how um can people help you guys as an organization well if they can go to our website at onlymakebelieve.org and there is a menu that says how you can help <laughs> and they can <laughs> plain and simple get plain and still so how you can help <laughs> and they can uh click on that and they can see volunteer opportunities of course if they would like to make a contribution they can make a contribution there uh we have a very robust corporate volunteer program um so maybe if they want to bring their company along to to help the organization so we have lots of opportunities of where people can uh become involved and the more involvement we get you know it's great I think the one thing about Only Make Believe is within the organization, we are a community, but we are a larger community outside the organization. And where that is really just important for the children we serve is that most of them spend so much time in isolation right. that when we're able to come in as a team of actors and then we bring costumes that the community has made this community is made of um, corporate professionals. It's made of individual volunteers. It's made of children mm-hmm. who volunteer their times to make costumes for other children. You know, it makes them feel a sense of a larger community right. as well, even though they're in some of these isolated circumstances. Absolutely. And I'm, I must say, Tamala, too, that I would imagine for all of your employees and and your roster of performers and everyone it must be so inspiring to see a black woman in such a beautiful position of leadership as the executive artistic director i mean congratulations to you for for being such an incredible leader for this organization thank you for that jake and i received that but i really do have to say i am the executive artistic director and i am an african-american female but I have an amazing board of directors. I have a stellar staff. And when I tell you I have a phenomenal acting company that, you know, I'm, I'm here on their shoulders. Right. You know, I, it, it's great to see me, but it, it really is a village with OMB. And again, spectacular board of directors, mm. sensational cast, and just truly committed and dedicated actors 
who, who have actually kept this organization going when, you know, a lot of nonprofits didn't survive the, non, uh, the pandemic. Absolutely. So um, it has truly been a, a team effort, and I feel proud to have them on my team and to be able to represent the, the incredible work we do. Absolutely. Well, Tamala, thank you so, so much for being here. I hope to meet you in person and I hope to get to work with you on, on you know, this incredible, this project that you have created. But um, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I look yeah. forward to um, to sharing this episode and getting the word out about Only Make Believe. Thank you, Jake. This has been such a wonderful experience. My first podcast, yes. with the one, I think one of the best doing it because <laughs> I had a great time. Oh, I'm I wasn't so glad. Even nervous at all. So thank you so much for helping us get our mission out there and, and just for the work that you do for, for Broadway and theater in general. Oh my gosh. Um, it, it is our lifeblood. So yes. thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. You guys, that's it for another episode of Oh My Pod, you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you listen to the pod. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Oh My Pod, you guys. Also, if you loved Tamala's interview as much as I did, I highly encourage you to visit onlymakebelieve.org to learn more about this incredible, incredible organization and to find out how you can contribute. Thanks so much for listening. Bye! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.